Hall, and welcome to the A Thousand Lives broadcast, the go-to podcast for all things related to Christian missions in China. This is Austin, your host and missionary to China with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. For more information about Vision Baptist Missions, the Vision for China team, and how to take the first step on your path to making Jesus famous in China, head on over to visionforchina.org. That's V-I-S-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-H-I-N-A.org. There you'll also find a slew of resources to aid you in both sharing the gospel with Chinese friends as well as to help you encourage others to give their lives to making Jesus known in China. Well, today marks the third episode of the broadcast, and I'm excited to jump into things. I'll be sharing a bit about my time teaching English in China. But before that, I'd like to start out by mentioning that for those who missed our last episode about Mr. Ni, I'd encourage you to go back and listen in. Mr. Ni was one of Hudson Taylor's earliest converts in China way back when, and that episode is about his story and a painful question that he asked Hudson Taylor shortly after getting saved. I promise you that that story is well worth your time. Well, now for today. Today's episode, we are going to visit the topic of teaching English in China, or more specifically, teaching English in China as a means of getting your foot in the door there in China to share the gospel with Chinese people. I imagine that most people who would take interest in this broadcast would know that in the world of missions, China is what is often called a closed country or a creative access country, meaning that they don't welcome missionaries into the country as such. And if you know anything about modern China, this should come as no surprise as the country is both communist and atheist. Communist atheist governments, after all, aren't exactly super excited about letting self-proclaimed missionaries into their country. The problem there, then, as a missionary, is that Jesus' command to teach all nations still stands. He said clearly in the Great Commission that we should preach the gospel to every creature. As believers, we obey God rather than men. Sure, the Lord is over even the rise and fall of governments, and we as Christians are to obey government authority so long as it does not go against God's authority. However, when the authority of any government would tell us to disobey God or try to prevent us from obeying God, we draw a line and obey God rather than men. Keeping all of that in mind, for decades now, Bible-believing Christians have had to get creative about how to get the paperwork and visas in order to enter China with the gospel. And one of the most common ways to do that is through teaching English. This has been a popular strategy because English is a common course of study in China, particularly among university students, and the government readily gives work visas to people from English-speaking countries who meet their criteria to teach. I myself went that route. When I first moved to China back in 2010, and I ended up spending a total of five years in China teaching English. So today I'd like to share a bit of my story as far as how I got to China, why I stayed as long as I did, and why I stopped teaching English and began to train for church planting. I pray that if there be anyone out there listening in who is considering teaching English in China, or maybe is even already teaching English in China, that this will be helpful for them. Now, before jumping in to how those five years went, I'd like to briefly highlight the Chinese region of the week which is the city of Chongqing. Chongqing is located in southwestern China and is home to a staggering 30 million people. This one city's population is roughly equivalent to that of all of the state of Texas. Now, stop and think for a moment. Imagine that all of Texas, we're talking Dallas-Fort Worth, Houston, San Antonio, Austin, El Paso, Amarillo, etc., plus all of the towns and farmland all rolled up into just one city, that is Chongqing. Chongqing is one of the four independently governed cities in China, It is also one of China's fastest-growing cities. The city is very beautiful with a unique 
unique scenery of mountains, rivers, forests, springs, waterfalls, gorges, and caves. Despite the natural beauty of the city, however, the spiritual condition of Chongqing is very much not beautiful. During the first decade of the 21st century, the city became notorious for its organized crime and corruption. And according to a survey back in 2009, only a little more than 1% of the people there in Chongqing claimed to be Christian. Please pray for laborers to be raised up to take the gospel to this place that desperately needs it. Would you please pray for more preachers for Chongqing? Well, hopping into the story of my teaching English in China days, I arrived in China in December of 2010, knowing that God had called me to preach and that he wanted me in China. It was my third time in China, but this time I was here to stay a while. I couldn't wait to see what the Lord had in store. Uh, a few years previous, I had that first trip to China, and as I described a couple of podcasts back, was confronted with the fact that some people in China just don't know who Jesus is. I wanted to preach in China, but had been told by many that it simply wasn't possible. I had been told that attempting to preach in China wasn't just a bad idea because the language was hard to learn, but also that doing so as a white man would draw unnecessary attention to Chinese believers and endanger their underground churches. Despite those warnings ringing in my ears, I couldn't get away from the words of Christ. He said, after all, go ye therefore and teach all nations. I couldn't get away from the example of the Apostle Paul. I mean, Paul, he was bold and daring in the things that he did throughout Asia and Europe so that Christ could be named among those who'd never heard. My reasoning at the time was that there had to be a way to preach in China. And that if I just put in the work to learn to speak the language and learn the culture, surely God would somehow open a door to preach. I was 22 years old at the time. I was naive. So the only solution I had was to teach English until I could preach in Chinese and then just, well, figure things out from there. I reasoned that if I learned Chinese, surely God would open a door to preach Jesus in China. I guess you could say I had a teach-to-preach mindset teach English to support my language learning until I could preach in Chinese. Well, I arrived in December of 2010, and my first month in China was an absolute blast. I was able to jump into my new job teaching English to teach kids and get to know the ins and outs of city life. Many may not realize that over 50% of China's people are urban, and my experience in China was no different. I spent my first year in China taking public transportation everywhere until I finally gave in and bought a motorbike. That first year, I had to learn how how to navigate different bus routes with the routes written entirely in Chinese characters at every bus stop. It was challenging, but it was a lot of fun. Maybe we can do a future broadcast about city life in China. Though the city wasn't small by any stretch, there were about 2.5 million in that particular city that I was in. There were only six non-Asians in the city, at least that I knew of when I arrived in 2010. I quickly learned that if I wanted to function at all, like a normal person there in that city, I'd have to learn to talk Mandarin Chinese. Now, admittedly, my first six months or so were pretty rocky as far as language and culture were concerned. I was having fun teaching English, but I wasn't making a lot of headway in the language. Now, I know many listening might be thinking, Austin, why do you keep talking about language learning when you said this episode is supposed to be about teaching English in China? That is a good question. Remember, my goal in 
teaching English was to support myself while I learned to speak Chinese so that I could one day preach in Chinese there in China. It was all a means to an end in my mind. I mean, I, I think we all can agree that teaching English in and of itself has no eternal value right? Uh, what good does it do my students if I invest hours in their English ability and all the while neglect giving them the gospel? I truly believe that there's a real place called hell. I believe that if someone doesn't trust in Christ for salvation, it doesn't matter how good their English is. It doesn't matter how educated they become. If they die without Christ, they will go to hell forever. Since it quickly became apparent to me that sharing the gospel in English just wouldn't cut it for most Chinese people. I mean, hey, after all, most don't speak much English. Learning Chinese was the first step to getting them the gospel. That first year was great. About halfway through, I started to really get into learning the language and was seeing headway there. I really enjoyed teaching English and thought I'd take a break from teaching kids and switch to teaching university students. Teaching kids was fun because you could play games with them and joke with them, but I figured it might be good to have students closer to my age to help me better understand Chinese culture. So at the end of 2011, I switched from a kid's school to a university and began teaching spoken English to English major freshmen and sophomore students. I had a great time doing that as well. I got to be a part of English clubs, they call them English Corners, where college students could practice speaking English with each other and then foreign teachers. And in those times, and then just in other downtimes with students, I got to learn more and more about China in that process. The longer I stayed in China, the more apparent their need for Jesus became. I had students, I had friends that knew next to nothing about Jesus. I started going to a house church there in the city. There were two or three there in the city that, that I knew of, that my friends had known of, and going to that house church helped me learn a lot of the, I guess you could say, quote-unquote Bible vocabulary in Chinese, so that I could share the gospel with friends. Outside of work, I was meeting people and sharing the gospel with them, initially in English, with those who could understand at least, and increasingly in Chinese as my language skills got better, but all the while I felt like there was still a lot of the language I had to learn. By the time I reached my third year in China, I was holding my own in the language, and decided to go back to teaching at the kids' school because it was more centrally located in the city and life there in the downtown area gave me more opportunities to get to know Chinese people, make friendships, and, well, share the gospel. It was during that third year, however, that I started to become really frustrated. The school I worked at was an, I guess you could call it an after-school type program. It was a private school that was really only in session after the public school. There in town, those public schools would let out, meaning that I really only worked nights and weekends. I had already asked the school that I was working for for special permission to not work on Sunday mornings so that I could go to church, but I didn't really have much of a leg to stand on after asking for that permission when it came to asking for more time off during the week or on Saturdays when there would be a lot of other church functions, outreaches, and other activities. And that was really frustrating for me. I was going to church on Sunday mornings, but a lot of the other activities with church throughout the week I wasn't able to go to, Bible studies and whatnot, because of having to teach classes on nights and weekends. Now my Chinese, this is the third year that I was there, my Chinese had reached a point that I was able to have increasingly in-depth conversations. Even in small group Bible studies there at church, I had started dating my now wife, Annie Grace, who is Chinese and was also at church there 
I even preached at a Bible study in Chinese a couple of times during my last two years as an English teacher there in China. It was great. I had finally achieved that initial goal of speaking and conversing in a level of Chinese that could handle preaching and discussing the Bible. It was a wonderful feeling. But at the same time, I was feeling increasingly frustrated with other things going on. My frustrations came from the fact that I was wanting to do more for the Lord in China, but my job kept getting in the way. I wanted to preach more, but the pastors at the church, being national pastors, weren't entirely sure of what exactly to do with it. After all, I was a white man, and giving me too much of a platform might draw the wrong sort of attention to the churches there in town. I wanted to serve more, but my job conflicted with many church opportunities, and I was at a loss for what my next step should be. I remember in that third and fourth year there in China, oftentimes going to sit on the roof of my apartment. The school that I work for had given me a top floor apartment in the heart of the city, and I would go up on the roof with a chair at night, sit down, and just look out over the city. It was breathtaking. A city with hundreds of thousands of people lit up at night with all sorts of high-rise apartments, stadiums, pagodas, littering mountaintops all around. We were kind of in a mountainous area. I would go up there to think I would go up there to pray. I would go up there to consider the multitudes around me who were dying and going to hell. Each time I did that, I couldn't help but pray, Now what, God? God, you've given me the language, but now what? What would you have me do? Lord, I'm looking out over this city of people, the majority of which don't know who you are. They don't know your son. They don't know your love. They don't know your salvation. Lord, you've given me the language. You've called me to preach. You've placed me here. And I trust that you've done all of this for a reason. And yet, Lord, I'm struggling to find the next step. Lord, what would you have me do? Now, at the same time, there were other American acquaintances in a nearby city that didn't like what they were hearing about what I was doing. They didn't like that I was attending a house church. They said I was endangering the people. They didn't like that I attended and sometimes taught in a Bible study. They said I was being too risky. They said I should slow down and consider the potential consequences of what I was doing, but I couldn't help but think of the consequences of not telling Chinese people about Christ. After all, how shall they hear without a preacher? I was frustrated, confused, and begging God to show me the next step. And friends, let me tell you, God answers prayer. One day, my dad from back home in the States emailed me a link to a blog about some people who were boldly preaching Jesus and starting churches in China. As I read what they were writing online, I found kindred spirits that were passionate about making Jesus famous in China. Two had been kicked out of China, but only after starting churches that were turned over to national leadership. Another was still in China starting a church, seemingly unfazed by the fact that his teammates got the boot. To say that I was impressed with these guys was an understatement. They were bold. They were resolute. They were willing to count the cost and give their all to make much of Jesus in China. Now, admittedly, I was a bit skeptical at first. I silently stalked 
the one missionary online for a full year, thinking that he might one day get kicked out. But he kept going forward with that church plant and was putting out his teaching material on the internet regularly. I couldn't help but be impressed by his fervor to make Jesus known in China. It was pretty neat. After a year, I got in touch with him to ask him the burning questions. I, I just couldn't take it anymore. Curiosity got the best of me. I had to ask him a few questions. There were these questions that I just couldn't figure out. How do you do it? How do you know what to do? How do you know how to start a church and leave it with national leadership? How do you do those things in communist China? How do you know where the lines are with the government and not to cross them? When you do accidentally cross them, how do you know what to do in the face of persecution? How do you prepare a church for that? I had all these questions that I was just dying to ask. Friends, let me tell you, that phone call changed the direction of my life. The missionary explained that I didn't have to teach English in China to stay and do ministry there in China. He explained that what I needed was training and mentorship. I needed discipleship to teach me how to do church planting ministry. He explained that if I was willing to pursue that training for a season, I could give the remainder of my life to preaching the gospel in China. He explained that if I wanted to do what he was doing, I should seek hands-on church planting training from veteran missionaries who have the practical know-how to help me learn all I need to know to do the nuts and bolts of church planting and discipleship ministry in China. Brother, God had answered my prayers. As I was speaking to him over the phone, it was as though God was saying, Austin, I've been listening to what you've been asking me on the rooftop all those nights these last couple of years, and here is your next step. Go ahead and seek out this ministry training and use it in the Chinese language that you've learned to glorify me in China. I hung up the phone that day, looked at my new bride, we'd only been married for about two months at the time, and said, Annie, you know, I think we're moving to America. Within six months, she had a green card, and we were flying back to the States to begin missionary training at the Our Generation Training Center with Vision Baptist Missions and Vision Baptist Church in Alpharetta, Georgia. This was the training that that missionary in China, Brother Mark, recommended so highly. That is where we've been the last few years, training and raising our support. We are so excited to be finished with deputation and currently awaiting all of these pandemic-related travel restrictions to lift so that we can return to the field and start full-time ministry in China. Friends, Jesus truly is worthy of us arranging and aiming our lives in such a way as to make him known in this world. He is worthy of the praise of the Chinese people, and we should consider doing all in our power to publishing his name far and wide there in China. Brother, I know that there are many out there who, just like me, 10 years ago, want to do something for Christ in China. You might be teaching English there in China now. You might be in school to become a TESOL teacher, teaching English to speakers of other languages teacher, so that you can go to China to teach English and share the gospel. If that's you, I want to thank you for thinking of China and their need of Christ. I want to thank you for taking steps towards getting to China with the gospel message. I also want to challenge you, brother. I want to challenge you to consider consider foregoing the teaching English track to missions in China and consider full-time church planning. There is obviously nothing wrong with teaching English in China. In fact, I've met people in China, Chinese people, who were saved because their English teacher shared the gospel with them. Unfortunately, however, many of them struggle to find a strong Bible-preaching church in their area to plug into and be a part of to continue to grow in the Lord. China, yes, needs missionaries, needs preachers, 
China also needs churches. Brother, if you are out there in China wanting to get out of teaching English and devote all of your time to gospel ministry, please reach out to Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. We want to help you. We want to show you a path to living the dream of preaching the gospel, starting churches, and training up pastors in China. Brother, if you are out there considering a life of missions in China, you're not in China yet, but you are considering aiming your life at serving the Lord in China. Maybe you're in high school or college. Maybe you're training to teach English. Maybe you're in school for that currently. I would encourage you, too, to get in touch with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. You can email us at info at visionmissions.com. That is I-N-F-O at V-I-S-I-O-N-M-I-S-S-I-O-N-S dot C-O-M. Or you could email me personally at Austin at ReachingChina.org. That's A-U-S-T-I-N at R-E-A-C-H-I-N-G-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. We'd love to talk to you about the next steps you can take towards preaching Jesus in China, whether that next step be Bible training, ministry training, or language and culture training. Jesus is worthy of being known in China. The Bible says that he is worthy to receive glory and honor and power. The reason for that is because Jesus is Lord. In Chinese, you say, Jesus is Lord. Means Jesus is Lord. As Lord, he is worthy of the honor and praise of all 1.4 billion Chinese people. What are we doing to cause Chinese people to know Jesus, but also know Yesu Shiju? Brother, would you give your life to tell people in China that he is worthy of their praise because Yesu Shiju? If not you, then who? Well, this concludes today's episode of the A Thousand Lives broadcast. Be sure to tune in to next week's episode where we will look at a story from the life of past missionary to China, Jonathan Goforth. He went to China with a heart to tell them about Christ, but had difficulty learning the Chinese language. In next week's story, we'll talk about the miraculous way that the Lord helped him learn the language so that he could preach the gospel. You won't want to miss it. Once again, remember to pray for Chongqing this week. Chongqing is a single city in southwest China that is home to over 30 million people and there is a desperate need for more people to go there with the gospel because after all, Yesu Shiju. Thank you again for listening to the A Thousand Lives broadcast. This has been Austin, your host and missionary to China with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. For more information about Vision Baptist Missions, the Vision for China team, and how to take the first step on your path to making Jesus famous in China, head on over to Vision for ForChina.org. That is V-I-S-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. There you'll find a slew of resources to aid you in both sharing the gospel with Chinese friends as well as encouraging others to give their lives to making Jesus known in China. Until next time, Zai Jin.